Redeemer Students Podcast. My name is JT Stead, and I'm your host. I'm also the student and outreach pastor here at Redeemer Church. And what you're about to listen to was a sermon that was preached at our Wednesday night gathering from 6.30 to 8.30 with our students. So I hope that this sermon is encouraging and a blessing to you today. Thanks for listening. We don't really have any authority. The enemy sees right through that, and we live arrogant, we live conceited, and defeated lives. But when we know we are servants of the Most High God, we know our position in Christ, then we have the authority of God, and that changes the game. Think about this for a minute. <clears throat> let's say that your dad, uh, or your uncle, or somebody that you're related to, let's just say your dad, he owns um, a huge corporation. He's the CEO and the owner of a big, big corporation. He's the man. He's, he owns it. He owns all the property. He owns everything. And, um, and he comes to you one day. You're doing maybe a summer job with your dad. And he says, son, um, I need you to go to some of my employees. And I want you to tell them um, to do X, Y, Z, to do something. And so you go and you say, hey, my name's Perry. My dad's Perry Sr. owns the company. And he, said, he, he sent me over here and told me to tell you guys to do this. What are you guys going to do? They're probably going to do it, right? But why? Because I, because I have the authority? No. They're doing it. They can care less about who I am. I'm just a son. They're going to do it because of who my father is. Y'all see the picture here. I have to know my position. If I went in there arrogant and was like, go do this, and I didn't tell them who my dad was, they'd probably look at me and say, who are you? But they listened and they obeyed, not because of who I am, but because of whose I am, because of my father. So faithfulness is so important. Before we can be faithful, we need to be faithful in our position. We, know, we need to know who we are in Christ, our position in Christ. We are servants to one another. We're servants to people, but we're servants of the Most High God. Secondly, we need to be faithful in our own abilities. Faithful in our own abilities. Look at verse 15. It says, to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Did you notice here that the master didn't give each of them five talents? You ever notice that in this parable? He didn't give every one of them five and say, go at it. The master must have knew something about each servant. He must have knew what their ability was, uh, their experience. We don't know that part of the story. But we see here that the master gave each of them a different portion of the talents according to their ability. And that goes against our culture, right? And our culture right now and woke culture and all that, it's all about equal opportunity, equity, all that stuff that we talked about in our series, our Peacemaker series. But it's all about entitlement. I should have this because he has it or she has it. But this goes against everything that our culture says today. And this is important for us to know. You don't need to grow up feeling entitled. God is going to entrust to you according to your ability. In this parable, Jesus gives each servant different amounts of talents according to their ability. Think about it. Some of you in here, y'all have been given extreme abilities to maybe play sports. Some of y'all are just good. You're, you have an ability. God has given you an ability to play sports. Some of you, not. Some of you are really good at school. Some of you have to study really hard and work hard to get C's and different, different abilities. Some of you have the ability to play music, or some are great oral communicators. You can get in front of people and you can speak, and you're a great oral communicator. Some of you would be terrified to get in front of anybody and speak, but you're a really good writer. You see where I'm going? 
Some of you just have a great ability to connect to other people and make them feel welcome. You have to get the hospitality. Some of you are really good at art, and the list goes on and on. But all of us have different abilities that God wants us to use for his kingdom. One thing about being faithful is being content with the, our own ability, the ability that God has given us. We can't always be the best athlete. We can't always be the best speaker or the best musician or the funniest person in the room or you name it. But God is a portion to us each according to our own ability. Um, but be faithful in your ability. This is interesting. When I was studying this, um, this passage, I, just wanted, I was interested to see what the definition and what the Greek word was for ability. And I looked it up, and this is really interesting. I never saw this before in all my years of studying the Bible. Um, it's dunamis. Have you ever heard of that word dunamis? It's actually spelled D-Y-N-A-M-I-S, like dynamis. It's where we get the word dynamite. Power, boom, explosion, okay? Dynamite. The awesome thing about this is it's the same word. Dunamis is the same word that's used when um, Paul talks about it, a lot of times when Paul talks about it, and when Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit. And um, so when it says when Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and with power, dunamis. A lot of times when Paul in the New Testament, he's talking about the power of the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts and things like that. A lot of times he uses this word, so what does that mean? What does that have to do with us tonight? God gives us ability, and it doesn't matter if it's his ability or her ability or their ability. If he's given you ability, he's given you power to do what God's called you to do right now. And you don't need to be ashamed of that. When we live in constant want of other people's abilities, this is what it turns into. It turns into jealousy and envy. And Paul says in Galatians that, that those are deeds of the flesh. Those are not characteristics of a man of God. And so we are faithful in our position. We know that we're servants of the Most High God. We're not our own masters. We're servants of God. We need to understand that we are faithful in our ability, that he apportions to us. And the last one, and we're going to camp out here tonight. This is going to be the one we stay on a little bit longer. We need to be faithful in the meantime. I might say, what? Faithful in the meantime. Faith, yeah, faithful in the meantime. How many of y'all have seen Back to the Future, the movie? Oh, a lot of y'all. I didn't know. If, I, I get a lot of hands for that one. It's kind of an old movie. Um, Marty McFly, if you've never seen the movie, it's this movie about Marty McFly, and he meets this crazy scientist, and they come up with this um, time machine, and he gets to go back in time and, and see himself as a younger kid, and he gets to go back in time and see his dad as a younger kid, and he gets to go to the future and all that stuff. I have no clue why my mind works this way, but when I was studying this, I thought about Back to the Future, and I thought, if I had a time machine and could go back to the future, or back to the past, and I got to speak to the teenage Perry, and I got to sit down with the teenage Perry, what would I tell me? What would advice would I tell me? And this is what I would tell me. It's pretty simple, because I've, I've seen this in my life, and I wish I would have learned it sooner. When you are faithful in the meantime, God is preparing you for your prime time. Y'all write that down. When you, are, when you are faithful in the meantime, God is preparing you for your prime time. You see, all of us have dreams and aspirations to be a certain way. If you're a junior higher, you might be saying, when I'm in high school, I'll do this. In high school, you might say, when I'm in college and I'm out of the house finally, I'll do this. I'll be faithful. If you're if you're a leader in here and you're you're saying if I if I could just get you know a full time job, my dream job, I'll be. If I could just get married, if I could just have a baby, and a lot of times what we do, just as human beings, and especially as guys, because we're made to work, we're made to dream, we're made to be 
to go out and, and accomplish good things for God. A lot of times we're looking so much to what we think God wants to do with our lives and the things that we want to aspire to, the things we want to do, that we miss what God wants us to do now. Be faithful in the meantime. I wish so bad that somebody would have told me, and that I probably wouldn't have listened, so. But I wish so, so bad somebody would have told me, Perry, be faithful in the little things. Remember what it said in the passage, you who are faithful over little, I will set you over much. And so we need to understand what it means to be faithful in the meantime. Notice in this parable, the servant with the five talents and the servant with the two talents, they didn't say, if I only had and the one with the two talents didn't say, you gave him five and me only two? Why didn't you give me five? They don't see them complaining. They went right to work. They went right to work. They were faithful with what they had now. But I also want you guys to look at verse 19 for a minute. Look at verse 19. This is interesting. It says, now after a long time. Everybody say long time. You got to wake up. Long time. All right. After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled the accounts with them. The master at this time went on a long journey. We know there were no cars, there were no planes, um, maybe there were boats, but not motorboats, right? Um, that these journeys, when these masters went on long journeys, they were really long journeys, probably months, maybe even years. Okay? You ever thought about this when you're reading this parable? The guy that was given the one talent said he buried it. What was he doing for those months or years that the master was gone? You ever think about that? He was a servant of this master. It means he was employed um, to this master. Like the master, his job was to take this talent that the master gave him and to put it to work. That was his work. That's what he was supposed to be doing. What in the world was he doing after he buried it, waiting for the master to come back? Was he chilling? Was he, you know, sleeping, being lazy? Was he uh, doing other work? Was he mooching off of other people and getting food from them? You ever thought about that? What was he doing? No wonder why the master was so mad when he got back, right? He said, you worthless servant. Take the talent from him. Give it to the one with ten. And he said, I'm going to send you into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Gnashing of teeth. I don't know what gnashing of teeth is. But I'm pretty sure I took a toy from one of my kids one time and I heard it. They're like, <laughs> like uh, but um, I don't know. Y'all, gnashing of teeth. I, I don't know what that is. But, but, but in all seriousness, some of you, God has given you abilities. God has given you abilities and you buried it. And you're wasting your life. You don't have to wait until you're in high school or until you're in college or until you have a full-time job or until X, Y, Z to be used for the Lord. You can be faithful in the meantime. When you're faithful in the meantime, God is preparing you. Let's get real practical for a minute because you might say, Perry, I'm just a kid. I like, I like playing with my yo-yo and Nintendo Switch. Like, I don't really have a lot of dreams. Like, like get practical with me. What do you, well, let's get real practical for a minute. Let's think about us in this room. What are some practical ways in which you could be faithful in the meantime? Well, what about practice and study? Some of you play sports, or play music, or you have something that you do and you don't really practice hard. You're just kind of getting along. But what if God wants you to be faithful with that ability? What if he wants to give you more talents? What if he wants to give you, he wants to increase your ability, but you can be faithful and you're probably going to study. Don't cheat. 
Like, God wants you to learn how to learn so you can be a better studier of God's Word, so you can be a better uh, person who can learn things in life and be in innovative and be a good employer, a good boss, or an entrepreneur one day. Like, the things that you're doing now, God is using that in the meantime. He's building you up, and He's doing things, and we can be faithful in the disciplines that God has put in our life right now that's going to prepare us for what He wants us to ultimately do for the kingdom of God. What about obeying your parents? Uh-oh. Mom tells you to do something. You're like, yeah, I've got it. And you just kind of like, I'm not doing that. I'll do that later. But what about obeying? Just simple obeying your parents. Like right then and there, your parents tell you to do something. Just go do it. Because God might be building in you an ability to be obedient and to listen to authority because he wants you to be a really good employee one day and then eventually maybe be a good boss. If you're never a good employee, you'll never be a good boss because you don't know what to expect out of people. And God might be building in you through the simple, faithful obedience to your parents, obedience to your teacher or your spiritual authorities. He might just want you in the simple, faithful, just the simple things. He wants you to be faithful in that. He's building character in you to match your calling. What about, um, I don't know, being a good steward of your belongings? You know, your toys, or if you have a car, or your room. I'm stepping on toes now. But what about picking up after yourself? What about taking care of the belongings that God has entrusted you? Uh, this is my conviction. I'm an executive pastor, and so um, one of my jobs is to help the church to be good stewards of the finances and to take care of the budgets and the buildings. And my conviction is if I can't take care of a $15,000 car, why would God entrust me with a $5 million church? And so I keep my car clean. I just as a conviction. I'm, now, I'm a little OCD. Not all of you guys like me. But be faithful with and steward what God has given you. I've been overseas where people had nothing. They lived in a wood hut, but their hut was clean. And they took pride in it. And I go to some of y'all's house, and it's a mess. Like, be a good steward of your room. Like, be a good, like God is building character. Faithful in the meantime. Faithful in the meantime. Remember, every character in the Bible that we think is a hero, y'all been studying through some of these with JT, Pastor JT. We've been studying these. They were faithful. They understood the secret of the kingdom, to be faithful in the meantime. Listen to this. David was a faithful shepherd before he was a mighty king. Joseph was a faithful servant in Potiphar's house. And even when he was wrongly accused, he went to jail and he was a faithful jailer. Before he was in, before God raised him up to be second in command in the largest empire in the world. Elisha was just a simple servant of Elijah before he received the double portion of Elijah's power and in prophecy, and he became the prophet of the land. Nehemiah, he was a faithful cupbearer. You know what a cupbearer did? I think JT probably taught on this. Cupbearer, this was their job. They get to taste the food and the wine and make sure it's not poisoned before the king eats it. So at least three times a day, his job really sucked because he might die. And if the king was a glutton, it was even more than that, right? Every time he wanted to eat, he had to like taste the food and, and so forth. But Nehemiah was a faithful cupbearer. He was, faithful. he was so faithful that he had favor with the king. God gave it to him. But he had favor with the king that when he looked down, the king said, what's wrong? He said, the city walls of my people are broken. And the king said, he was so faithful. The king was like, what do, you, what do you want? He said, I need resources, I need money, and I want you to send me for a certain amount of time so I can rebuild the walls. And the king said, there you go, go do it. But he was faithful. 
Daniel was a faithful exile and slave before God raised him up to be the chief advisor and prophet in the kingdom. You see a pattern here? David was a faithful shepherd before he was a mighty king. Every, every one of you guys sitting here, no matter where you are, your life is not insignificant because you're young. Um, God wants to do things in your life right now. He wants to build faithfulness in you right now because he's building your character because he's building men of God who are going to be rooted and who are going to make a difference in the kingdom of God. But out of all those heroes, our greatest example is our Lord Jesus. Turn to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 5. I'll give you a minute to turn there. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Listen to this. Have this among yourselves, have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Listen to this. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Sound familiar? Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. We talked about David and Nehemiah and Elisha, but look at what Jesus did. Jesus was faithful unto death. He was faithful. He knew his position as the sacrificial lamb for the sins of the world. Like he knew he was serving God. Remember he said, I don't do anything on my own initiative, but I only do what the Father tells me and what I see the Father doing. He was serving his Father. He had the ability, God gave him the ability to endure suffering and endure the cross. And he did it. And he was faithful in the meantime while he was on earth for 33 years. I mean, think about this for a minute, guys. This, I can't think about this too much because it blows my mind. The God of the universe who has no beginning and no end, the God who created everything, chose to be born, to become a fetus, to grow in a mom's womb, to be birthed, to go through pain, to scrape his knee for the first time and feel pain for the first time as a human, knowing that he would experience the greatest pain and being crucified for our sins. Like he endured, he became his creation. And Jesus did all that because he loves you. He endured the cross. And he did it so he can give you eternal life, but also that he can give you power to go and to do what he's called you to do in the kingdom of God. This is the secret of the kingdom. He was faithful unto death. And Jesus is our greatest example. And so if Jesus was just faithful in other things. Jesus was a carpenter. It said he was a man of he didn't really have stature. He wasn't like an awesome, good-looking guy. He was just a normal dude. Like he, everything that they wanted in the king, he was the opposite of, right? Instead of coming on a white horse, he came in on a donkey, you know? And then, and then all the things about his life, he was just a carpenter, had to use his hands. Um, and, and so Jesus, he emptied himself. He became a servant to serve you through the cross. So I don't know where you guys are. I don't know. I don't get to be with you every week. I don't know many of you. But if I could tell you anything, if I, if, if I was talking to the teenage Perry, I would say, man, you need to be faithful in your position. 
You need to understand, you need to remind yourself daily that you are a servant of God. You're not your own master. You need to be okay and content with the ability that God has given you. He'll raise you up if you're faithful. He'll raise you up. But don't look for other people's abilities. Be faithful in your ability and be faithful in the meantime. Whatever the meantime looks like for you. Be faithful in the little things and God will make you faithful over much. I want all of you guys just to bow your head for a minute. I want you to just try as hard as you can just to kind of focus on the Lord and listen to me. And um, if there's anybody in here tonight and um, you don't know Jesus, you know maybe about him, you've heard the name of Jesus, but you wouldn't really consider yourself a servant of Jesus. You're your own master. You've kind of been the own master of your life. And you don't know Jesus. The gospel is... the word gospel means good news, and this is the good news. You are messed up just like me, just like everybody in this room. You've messed up, and you've come short of the glory of God. You've sinned. And there is no way to escape the punishment for sin, which is death. And um, But the good news is this, that Jesus became a human. He lived a sinless life. He died a sinner's death in your place, and he rose again. And he went to be with the Father. He's preparing a place for his children. And if you're not his child, he might be introducing himself to you tonight. And if he is, you'll know it. All you have to do, says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans 10.10. And all you need to do is say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I need a savior. I want to be a servant of the Most High God. I want to use the ability you've given me for good works. And I want to learn how to be faithful throughout my life. If that's you, just in your own words, in your own heart, just have a conversation with the Lord. He hears you. He's he's real as this room. And he may be speaking to you and introducing himself to you. And if he is, respond to him. Say, Lord, I need you to forgive me of my sins. And if you've done that, talk to one of the leaders here. Let them know. If you're a Christian in the room, um, I'm just going to, there's a couple questions in your small groups, so I won't repeat them here. But just ask yourself, where have I buried my talent? Have I been lazy with what God's given me? Have I been acting like my own master when I'm really a servant of the Most High God? Have I been squandering the meantime? Have I been just wasting my life and not really giving my all to Christ? And this isn't legalism. This isn't to beat you up. This is the Lord wanting to do incredible things in your life. His ways are better than ours. And uh, we have to tell ourselves that often. And so um, I'm just going to pray for you guys. And then Pastor JT is going to come up. But I pray this was a blessing to you. It was a challenge to me as I studied it. Lord Jesus, I uh, pray for every guy in this room. I pray, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, um, for those who don't know you, God, I pray that you would open up the eyes of the heart. That they would understand the gospel for the first time and give them the boldness to respond. Lord Jesus, I pray for all the rest of us who know you, God. Would you, would you uh, lovingly convict us, Lord, of the areas of our lives where we've buried our talent? Lord, would you help us to be faithful now, in the meantime, in the little things, Lord? And Lord, would, as we are faithful in the little things, Lord, uh, as you give us more, God, will we never get arrogant? Never think that we're better than others. May we have a humble heart, Lord, so we can serve you and serve others. 
We love you. Thank you for your word that is powerful and able to save. In Jesus' name.